0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Welcome to Savvy Business. Life unscripted with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Rocky. Welcome back to Savvy Broadcasting. How are you?
0: Excellent. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's good to see you.
1: Oh, it's good to see you. The last time we had an audio interview, so it's so exciting to have you here visually, where everyone, if they want to, can tune in and see you and me have this wonderful conversation. Oh, Everyone, Rocky Romanella, he had been with us before on Savvy Broadcasting, but today he's going to share um, how to build those cult- cultivate relationships, both internal and external, uh, we often don't think about that in our business, how that can really shape how our business grows. And you are the founder and CEO of 360 Management Con- uh, Services, an LLC management consulting uh, firm that helps businesses and you speak out there. Uh, before we go into hitting that nitty gritty topic, share with the audience a little bit about your background.
0: Well, thanks for asking. I'll try to do as quick as we can so, so <laughs> we can get to the topic. Uh, as you said, I spent 36 years at UPS and the, the beauty there was all the different opportunities that UPS gave me along the way. They had a promotion from within policy, which I took advantage of. And I think the key that I learned through all of that were a couple of quick points that I think will be important for your audience as they're going through their journey as well. Number one is when I got the job, my dad said to me two things, hey, whatever they ask you to do, say yes and thank you. So as I was moving across the country and having these different you know, opportunities, all I could hear my dad, even if I wasn't, didn't think I was ready. I was thinking, well, dad said, whatever they ask you to do, say yes. What that taught me, though, as a leader, and I think it's important when we talk about relationships later on, oftentimes you're going to have to believe in your people until they're ready to believe in themselves. So I may not have always felt ready, or maybe my confidence level wasn't there, but UPS believed in me until I was ready to believe in myself. And as a leader, I understood that to be an important part of who I was, Mm -hmm. as I was building those relationships with my people. They needed to see that I believed in them, not only by uh, maybe recommend, recommending them for that promotion, but I believed enough in them to believe in them for themselves, right? So I was carrying their belief. Then yeah. we got to that kind of break-even point where, you know, their kind of knowledge and experience, they were able to carry themselves. But that's when, as a leader, and you understand that relationship piece, you take a step back, mm-hmm. and that's when you don't overmanage them, right? Because now they got the skills, they've got yeah. the resources you know, they got, they're, they're ready to go. And so you let them fly. And so that was the first thing. And the second thing is he said to me, learn your job and learn some more. And so I never felt like, mm-hmm. you know, I ever came, uh, I, ever, I ever arrived. I was always trying to seek new knowledge understand more and kind of grow with things as, as they were growing. So I think that that was such an important part for me growing, uh, retired from UPS after uh, 36 years, many different responsibilities and assignments. The one I think that helped really helped me understand external Relationships was when we purchased mailboxes, et cetera, hmm. and rebranded to the UPS store. I got a chance to work with independent business owners who were franchisees, some of the greatest people.
1: Hmm. And what
0: I learned there is when, when we say that we're all in, and when you work for a large company, you, you may have a PL responsibility. Hmm. Nobody's more all in than a small business owner, right? Oh they take, right? They take everything they own, they slide it across the table and That's say, right. okay,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: got everything I own in this. And I think the thing you really learn is at the end of the day, they hit the cash register. The door opens and they pay their people, pay their vendor, and what's left is what they take home for their family. Mm-hmm. So I kind of learned that through working with the small business owners. And so, so great career opportunities were given to me and
1: yeah.
0: certainly took advantage of them. Retired from UPS, took on a job as a CEO of a telecom company. We built cell towers, upgraded cell towers, had a sale yeah. there. And now I started this business. I'm in 360 Management Services, where we do keynote speaking, leadership training, and process improvement. And we predominantly work with small business owners.
1: Wow, this is—you've had such a fantastic career, but you've put so much on the table here. And what I'm gathering, gathering from you, that your dad said was so important, is to always say thank you and just yes, yes, you'll do it, yeah. And it's interesting. One of my first bosses said to me, um, you know, so many people come out and they come out of college and they're like, well, I just want to make all the money and without putting the effort forth. Uh, but what I like that you mentioned here is that you went out based on what you got from your you know, UPS career and what your dad instilled in you, is that being that leader that, um, for one, you passed on, I'll believe in you until you can take up the reins and believe in yourself. And then UPS also did that for you. And I think that's one key point that I think business owners uh, and uh, employees can take alike, that to put that forth, uh, to, to believe in yourself, believe in your coworkers, to all be there and believe in each other to help each other grow.
0: Oh, I think I think that, that's what kind of starts to foster sort of that team spirit, right? Mm-hmm. I believe enough in you until you're ready to believe in yourself. And, and you start to build those really lasting relationships. You know, well, after I retired from UPS, you know, people say to me, what do you miss the most about working at UPS? It's the people.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it's the ability to see those people, work with those people. And, and the other thing is, as you know, no matter how good your job is, it's never mm-hmm. a perfect day. No. But never always, oh, never a perfect job, I should say. You don't always have these perfect days. And so, as you're riding that emotional roller coaster, things are going up and down. The people that it's the people that really gets you through those days. When you're having that rough day, when someone comes over to you and says, Hey, I've been there, hang in there, mm-hmm. Th- those are the kinds of things that help you through difficult times. And it's always about, the people you work with, the people you've met along the way, the people you've mentored, and frankly, the people who've mentored you. So, mm-hmm. so relationships go deep and wide, and, and they really are the things that help you through a lot of difficulties. And certainly, as you know, in your personal life, it's the same thing, right? It's, it's your family, it's your friends, it's, it's the people that you engage with that help you through those difficulties. And so I think there's so much in common, both in work and out of work, mm-hmm. where those, those key traits you know, help you through all those things.
1: Well, it's so amazing. And you know, it's interesting. I I don't know if I told you this in our past conversation, but I had a boss just like that who believed in me until I could believe in myself and inspire me to, to go way out there. In fact, he was the one that inspired me to start my own business. He was like, go do it. You'll be way successful. I was like, I don't know about that. But what do you, what is your advice for, say you're a manager or you're working in a business, how, and you feel like, I don't know if I can trust these people. That's one of the biggest things that I hear from small businesses. I'm scared to let go and just let them do it because it's my baby. It's part of me. How do they begin to release and have that trust for their employees?
0: Well, it's interesting because I, as, as you work with small businesses and I do as well on the consulting side, I always tell them their strengths, their weakness. You know, their strength is nobody knows their business better than they do. No one's more invested than they are. What's their weakness? Nobody knows their business better than they do. Nobody is more invested than they are. Right? And so you have to get past that. And so you do it incrementally, right? It's like, okay, you know, I'm going to give you this piece of the business. I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to show you how you do it. And then I'm going to watch you do it. Okay, you got this. You can do it. And, and I think you just do it incrementally and you, and you allow them the confidence. Oh, I got this right. Because I think sometimes what people fail to realize is they're nervous about giving you the reins.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Most people are nervous about taking them because they don't want to let you down.
1: Yeah, that's true. Right.
0: And so I think what happens is you're trying to, you know, like we talked before, that belief, you're trying to get them, them over that nervousness of taking this additional responsibility. Mm-hmm. And you helping them, you're actually helping yourself get more comfortable giving them the responsibility.
1: I love that. What I'm getting is that when you give them incrementally, this is a problem I, I think I've seen is that they just throw the whole thing at them. They show them everything. It's like overload. And overwhelm. And the people are like, (gasps) because it's so much information. Of course, they're going to screw up because you've been doing it for X amount of years. It's your business. You know it like the back of your hand. They don't. You just threw it at them, all of it. And of course, they make mistakes. So I like that you mentioned incrementally so that they're not overwhelmed and they can get it and it becomes part of them and they, they get good at it.
0: Well, and I think you have. I think small business owners understand this better than uh, anyone else in business, and that's simply this: you're going to make mistakes. Make them small. Make them fast. Move on. But if you think you're not going to make mistakes, the only way you wouldn't make any mistakes is you never make any decisions. You <laughs> never put yourself out there. Exactly. So if you sit in a room, don't turn the TV on and don't do a thing, you got a good chance of maybe not making a decision. But the minute you leave that room and you start engaging with people, or engaging with customers engaging with life in general, there's probably going to be some mistakes. It's okay. Make them small, make them fast, move on.
1: Yeah. Now let's talk about the internal relationships because it's not always just about giving them work. You're, you're actually working with these people more than you're probably with your family and your children. How you know It's really about how do you build those long-term relationships that work for everyone. How do you well, I, think
0: it, I think it starts with this simple thing that I'm going to do now. Hopefully your audience can see it. The first thing you should do is this. Take your cell phone and put it on silent Mm. because the first way you build relationships with people is to let them see through your actions that they have your undivided attention, that you mean something special to them. And this conversation is an important conversation. So the first thing I always tell them, let's turn our cell phones off. Let's put them down. How many times you go to a staff meeting, you're sitting there, who's on a computer, who's looking, reading, reading, and so that's the, that's the first step. So in relationships, I want people to understand that this relationship, this conversation is important to me. And that really begins that first step in the relationship. Now, you know, based on my years of experience, you could tell I'm a little bit older than most of the generation. So I didn't have that distraction, but today it is a distraction. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a strength, but it's a distraction. So I think it starts there. Mm-hmm. And then I think people have to understand what you do stems from an honest heart. Hmm. And why that's important is because you may not agree with everything we're going to talk about, but we're not going to be disagreeable. And you may not like the answers that I'm giving you, but I want you to know what I'm talking to you about stems from an honest heart. It's important for people to see that because then you, you know, you, you take a side all of the differences and you say, okay, we're, we're, we're working for a solution and we're mm-hmm. working towards a relationship. And what I'm talking to you about is important to you. It's impor- and it's, mm-hmm. it's as important to me as well. So I think those two key things mm-hmm. are very, very important.
1: Now I want to get your take on, on being the consultant, coming in to help people who are managing or own the business, because what I've seen sometimes is there will be this power struggle in that the people who are in charge, the managers, uh, officers will feel the need to be over their Underlings and kind of talk down to them, disrespect them. We'll have a big meeting. The people, the employees, they'll say, "Be honest. I want you to come out and say what you know you feel is not working because I want everyone to put their voice on the table so we can make a solution." But often it'll be met by upper management officers being how should you say it kind of not disagreeable but uh, defensive and oh that's not right because we do this and we do that and we love our employees and we and so <laughs> how do they come to approach it where it's not about tension it's about finding a common solution it's not an attack how, how do managers and business owners do that
0: well the first thing i do is i take the approach that i think people either tell you about their business or they'll show you their business the problem is is when you're going into a business to help them, most times if you say, tell me about your business, they're telling you about their business from their perspective. They've called you in because they need help, but, but they don't talk to you about the help, they talk to you about the, all the wonderful things about their business. So what I try to do then is with this concept of saying, look, tell me a little bit about your business and then, you know what, I'm, I'm an interesting kind of learner, I'm a visual kind of guy, so I gotta see things. So let's go out and see your business. Or let me spend a day. So, you know, for example, if I'm working on um, a a sales program where we're working with uh, account executives in the field, Mm -hmm. I'll, you know, they'll always say, hey, can you build me a sales workshop? I can build you a sales workshop. But before I do that, let me go out and spend the day with each of your account executives and I'll spend the day with them. Then we'll get a chance to really understand what it is that they need. Well, when you're spending a day with that account executive, you're really going to get the inside information you're really going to learn the business or if it's in a manufacturing situation, Hey, you know, let me go out and spend a day with the shop foreman or spend a day with, you know, who's that, you know, long-term employee that really kind of understands your business than anybody else. And I always take it from the humble approach of hey, I'm just trying to learn and understand. It has nothing to do with you. I think it's a respect thing. It's kind of like my days at UPS when I got promoted to full-time supervisor, I became a driver. So I drove. Mm-hmm. So from that day forward, I always realized that, whatever I do and take on the first thing I want to do is kind of try to walk a day in, in, in their shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, we bought M- we bought MBE. We, we, we brought it to the UPS store. The first thing I did when that became a re- direct report to me was spend the day in the store, put an apron on. So that breaks, breaks down a lot of those barriers. So I try not to even get them in that position where we're going to go back and forth over mm-hmm. what they think is right. And what I may think is wrong. I, yeah. I right. I always say, Hey, show me the business. Give me, I just want to understand it a little bit. And that really kind of changes the dynamics a lot.
1: Yeah. I love that Rocky, because one thing you, when you start hanging out, I'm sure you just mentioned that when you start hanging out, they're like, Hey, you're going to start judging me. It's like, no, I'm not here to judge. I'm going to put that apron. I'm going to be here right with you. I want to see how you do things because it's not about putting you down. And I think that's what the employees will feel sometimes. Oh, this consultant's in here. He's going to see what's wrong with me and they're going to fire me or something. And that's not uh, what it's
0: about, no. No, absolutely. It's always, And I really think it's the opposite. It's funny. I always joke that, you know, in, in, when I left UPS, I took on that role as CEO. And I was approached to, or t- talked a little bit about me. Hey, did you ever think about being undercover boss, mm. that TV show? And I said, I, you know, absolutely not. And they looked at me. I said, well, first of all, you don't really need a short little Italian guy with a mustache. That looks like <laughs> Mario on the show, right? And they laughed. And I said, no. but And I said, no, I appreciate it, but that's probably not a good deal me but the real reason internally which i feel like is i would never want to be undercover boss it would break my heart that nobody knows who i am as the boss Mm -hmm. i mean so i I don't get that whole thing right i want to be chairs; everybody knows your name you know you want to walk the floor you want people to know who you are and that's the thing i think sometimes small business owners when they're thinking about they have such a unique opportunity to have those special relationships with their people you know you look you know people you know They'll get out of college and they want to work for Amazon or they want to work for some of these large tech companies. I understand why, but that small business owner is a great place to start because let's face it, Jeff Bezos isn't walking around Amazon warehouses talking to everybody,
1: Mm -mm.
0: but, but as that owner, you can have a very special relationship with all of your people. You can walk the floor, you can ask them how they're doing. You can thank them for coming in and be so sincere about it. And that's a relationship I think that a, only a small business owner can have versus that large corporation. So that's your advantage to hiring key people. That's your advantage to having those kinds of relationships that the, the, those people in your care. And that's the other thing too, is I think you never say someone works for me. Someone's I'm employed by me. They're in your care. Yeah. So the people in your care inside your organization have to know that you care enough about them, that you're going to take that walk in the morning. Mm-hmm. You're going to ask them how things are going. And that's, that's a differentiator and that's a relationship that you can have as a small business owner that's difficult to have in a large corporation. So take advantage of that relationship.
1: Wow, that is such a mind shift right there. They're in our care, my care. Yeah, I love that because that puts it on your responsibility. But at the same time, it's just like nurturing. Like you're, They're not just, I own these people during the nine hours. It's like that's an icky, icky feeling both for them and you.
0: Well, think about what makes some of the most successful organizations. Some of the most successful organizations mm-hmm. are when the people in their care, the people that are executing their brand, mm-hmm. it's what they do when no one's watching that counts.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: they're going to do the right things if they feel they're part of something special. If I feel like I'm part of this organization and even though they're not the owner, they feel like they're part of ownership, right? Cuz You know, I'm in this, I'm in this family, I'm in this company that cares about me and I care about them. Mm -hmm. And so you're doing the right things. And so that all starts with your relationship with them starting with, Hey, you know what you're in our, you know, I, I believe you're in our care. You're part of this organization. What you do matters. And and I recognize those kinds of things, and that's that relationship. And thinking about it, and then it kind of translates into your relationships with your customers, because your customers are seeing the you know your brand is represented by those people closest to your customers. They're generally not you as the owner. They're the people that are handling your business on behalf of you. So if you can get them to think like an owner feel good about the fact about what you're doing in your company. Well, they're going to do the right things with your customers and build those relationships with your external customers. Mm. But I know, I know what a good relationship feels like because I have one inside my company. So I want to have that same relationship with, with the customers who are interacting with our company.
1: Wow. The, those are so many just key points you just hit on there are so important. And that's true. One of my very first jobs ever was a very small business. It was a clothing distributor for kids. I was there six years. It was family. It was awesome. And I took it very serious when I dealt with customers because the customers were an extension of this company. And I wanted to do right by them. I wanted to put right forth the right message and, and you know, right image for the company I was working for, because they were so awesome. When I left six years, they had a dinner for me. Uh, the president still saw me in the street several years later and she stopped to shake my hand. How are you? I mean, those are relationships that are just so awesome. And, and I yeah, I like what you're saying. Anyone who's just getting out of college, don't say, I just want an Amazon or something, because you're missing out if you don't you know, look into possibly working for a small business.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I think that this whole concept of relationship is so important the timing of it, because You know, there's so many, you know, opportunities that are out there in the job market today. Mm -hmm. If you look, you know, the latest reports that you read here in the U S for example, is, you know, we have, there's more jobs than actually people to handle the jobs. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the concerns small business owners have is how do I compete for top talent against the likes of an Amazon or a Google or, you know, Apple, whatever. And, 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 you know, those are household name companies that, you know, people, if they tell someone in their family says, who are you working for? It's easy to say, I'm working for Google, but, oh, you're working for Google. But I think small business owners, because of their ability to have quality relationships with their people, I think they have an opportunity to go get some of the best talent out there as well. I think the first step is don't apologize for being a small business owner, right? How many times you're sitting there and you got this person across from you, maybe, you know, it's a graphic artist and you know, you, you run a business as a print business or whatever. And then as we're going through the whole interview, you say, then, well, you know, we're, we're just a small business. Mm-hmm. It's the opposite. Mm-hmm. We are a small business. We're the engine of the economy. You got a chance to know the owners. You got a chance to make a difference in here. And so don't ever apologize for being a small business. That's your advantage. You can build strong relationships with your customers. You can build strong relationships with your people. And that's, that's sort of the, the, the relationship piece, I think, is what ties it all together.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. This is fascinating and we've, you've put so many great points out there. I hope it gets business owners thinking um, uh, how to strategize and maybe give you a call. How can they do that?
0: Oh, you can reach me. Well, thank you. You can reach me on my website. It's www. It's the number three and the word 60managementservices.com. Very interactive. I answer all the, the emails and questions myself personally. My email address is Rocky, R-O-C-K-Y, Romanella, R-O-M-A-N-E-L-L-A at gmail.com feel free to give me a call. And a lot of these concepts I build out in my book Tighten the Lug Nuts. If you're interested in the book, it's a it's on Amazon, it's on Barnes and Noble and for every book this year we're donating a dollar to the Jimmy Galvano Fund to find a cure for cancer. So I feel like we can give back as well. So it's a and I think you'll see it's a it's a fun book. Uh, I enjoyed writing it and, and and the reviews have been people enjoy reading it. So that's that's good. I Nothing would have been worse than uh, writing a book that put people to sleep. Hey, I (laughs) I needed to sleep tonight, so I read that book. So, no, (laughs) it's been fun to get the reviews. So, uh, you can reach me there. And absolutely, if I can help in any way, please. Or if someone has a question through you, you know you can always reach me, and I'll I'll answer that as well.
1: Well, thank you so much, Rocky. You've given, given so much wonderful wisdom today. Thank you so much for coming to Savvy Broadcasting.
0: Well, it's my pleasure. And it's great to talk to you again. And as always, you are an outstanding host, well-prepared and very thoughtful in your questions. So thank Uh,
1: you. Thank you, Rocky. If you like this episode, please share. To hear more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to lifeunscriptedradio.com. To become a guest or participate in paid sponsorship, email us at christinalifeunscriptedradio.com.